Indeed. Welcome to another exciting episode of High Vibrations Only, the place where we're all about inspiration, motivation, and elevation. We want to make you feel good, make you feel like you could take on the world, because guess what, baby? You could take on the world. <laughs> I'm excited about today's episode because, you know, one of the things we do on this show is to make sure that we bring guests who are change agents, right? People who are inspiring us every single day. And that's what today's guests do, not just in their roles as lead pastors of Ignite, which is a young adult ministry here in Jesus, um, here in Silver Spring, Maryland. Um, Ignite JHDC is part of the, you know, the Redeemed Christian Church of God. Um, but also in their lives every single day. They are an uh, inspiration and they've been major blessings to my life, to my career, to everything that I do. I am excited to welcome to the show Wale and Yemisi Odusanya, or as we fondly call them, PM and PY. <laughs> welcome to the show, guys. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you for inviting us. Thank you for the opportunity. No, no, thank you. Because as I was saying, um, that I'm a firm believer in giving people their flowers while they can still smell it. Mm -hmm. And yeah, (laughs) give me my flowers and I can smell it. And um, I was saying that I have been so blessed um, by your ministry, PR. And I know I say that to you a lot of times, but I want to say, all these cameras from the whole world that I'm grateful, you know, for you. Um, my producer knows the story. I was saying that I think it was about maybe five years ago now, I think it was. Um, I remember being in a horrible situation, <laughs> you know, and I just I've heard countless stories of people, you know, losing their minds over a relationship. I just never thought I'd be one of those people. And I'm so grateful that God used you as a tool, as a vessel to, for lack of a better word, deliver me from that relationship. Um, Mm -hmm. And it was three things you shared with me that kind of stuck with me. The first thing you said to me was, Licious, until you learn to love yourself completely, totally, and unapologetically, you're going to continue this unending vicious cycle of attracting people who are not right for you. Mm -hmm. And the second thing you said to me was, you want to be with someone that you can trust because you don't want a situation where you're out here doing all these things, but they're doing something else with someone. And lastly, you said the thing about God is God sees the end from the beginning. We're only seeing right here, but because he sees the end from the beginning, he connects us with people who are right for where he's taken us. Mm. Oh, man. Let me tell you, that that was like a a total uh, mental shift for me. And I just want to say from the bottom of my heart, thank you so much. Thank you guys so much for being a blessing to my life, for always opening your homes and your lives to me. I appreciate you more than you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Licious. You know, we, we appreciate and cherish your friendship, you know, through the years. Um, you've been constant. That's one thing I know about you. So you. you haven't changed. Yeah. <laughs> it's still the same, Licious. So thank you for your friendship. Thank you. Years. Thank you. And your energy is, you know, it's so attractive thank to you. so many people. And you come with high energy. We have no choice but to bring that same energy. <laughs> so I'm really, really excited. And I'm, I, I can't wait. Uh, to get into this conversation today. Yes, indeed. Listen, we're going to go right to it, right into it. Um, I am all about all things love. You know, um, I was telling one of the guests on previous episodes that I believe that one of the most important decisions that you make in life is who you marry. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that can make or break you. Oh, yeah. yeah. Right. Yep. Um, and I have seen people 
I mean, thank God, if not for God and, and using PWAL, I, I feel like I was on that path, you know what I'm saying, of like being yoked with someone that, you know, wasn't a bad person, but just one right for where God was taking me at the time. Yeah. Um, so I believe so much in the right relationships. Mm-hmm. And with that being said, I, I'm curious to know, because you told me the story so many times, but... A lot of these guys may not, they don't know the story. So I want you to share the story of how you guys met. Do you want my story, my story, or these two? <laughs> well, you can start. You can start. And if you start going off track, I'll bring you right back. So when I met um, my wife here, the first time I saw her, mm-hmm. apparently I'd seen her before, but I didn't know. We met, yeah. we met at church. Um, okay. And it was, um, we have this thing in our church called the Good News Network. Yes. Where they get to talk about what's happening in the church. And so they were advertising a singles conference or a singles event called Feel the Fire, I think I remember. (laughs) And (laughs) she was the one who did the announcement on video. And I remember I was sitting close um, next to my best friend there. And we looked at each other and I was like, man, this woman exists in this church. Like her smile was just, I mean, magical. Yeah. And when I saw her right there and then I knew I wanted to know who she was. I wow. wanted to meet her. Wow. I wasn't planned. I wasn't looking for anybody, but when I saw her, I knew. Yeah. So I made up my mind to go for that event. Like okay. I wasn't gonna go. Yeah. I just got out of a five year relationship. So wow. any singles thing I went to, people were like, Oh, is he trying to do stuff? You know, people thinking I'm trying to mingle or but I had a mission. <laughs> <laughs> So I got to the event and, you know, I'm greeting people and I'm just, I'm looking through everybody like, where is this girl I saw on the, and she wasn't there. Man. So, I mean, we end the night, I leave and I'm upset. So they had another event. I'm right. like, I'm going to go to this, this event. Right. I went to about three events and she wasn't there. Wow. I'm like, this is false advertising. <laughs> false <laughs> advertising. So uh, we have a a class in my church called um, Foundation Class, called yeah. Delivers Academy. And my pastor had been trying to get me to take this class for years, but I was like, eh, I'm not ready. But this year he was like, you need to go take your leader in this church, and if you want to continue to be a leader, yeah. you need to take this class. So yeah. I decided, hey, let me go take the class. So I show up in class, because I think I had to lead praise and worship. Mm-hmm. So I show up in class late, and who did I see sitting in the classroom? This woman I've been looking for all my life, seemingly all my life. And, you know, so when I saw her, you know, I was looking for a seat in the room and she pointed like, no, 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 you, you, no, you you no, 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 let's not do that. Physically, you didn't point to it, <laughs> okay. but spiritually you were pointed to it like, yeah, come sit right next okay. to me. <laughs> I don't know anything about that. All I remember is that when he came in the room, I was sitting directly across from the door Okay, and he was grinning from ear to ear. And I was like, what is going on <laughs> why is this young boy smiling from <laughs> ear to ear now then i thought he was a young boy i yeah. knew he was probably in his early 20s uh late teens um so i was just like okay you know he's smiling pretty hard and i'll never forget i called my sister after that class and i said oh my gosh there is this cute little boy <laughs> that just joined our class and he was he was just cheesing at me i think he has a crush on me and she was like well maybe you should mentor him and i said okay maybe i will maybe i'll mentor him and that was how that first day ended wow she's still mentoring me now wow 
<laughs> Stop. Wait, wait. Years later. <laughs> so wait, so the mentoring, like, but like, who who spoke to who first? Like, oh, I did. I did. Of okay. course, he did. I was okay. not. Listen, I, I, well, let no, me not go I there. Know. She had, she had walls up. You, you, you talking about the walls of Jericho? Yeah, yeah. No, they ain't got nothing on her. I'm always curious because you you said that to me in, in the past. And you shared that with us too at Ignite. Um, but why was that? Why, 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 why did you have those walls up? I mean, I just, I think that men especially mm-hmm. shouldn't have full access to me okay. unless if I know that they have good intentions. Got it. So it wasn't a personal thing about him. Any yeah. man that would have come my way, yeah, yeah. then I'm not giving you two minutes yeah. until I know that you have good intentions and yeah. you're not trying to play games. Yeah. Now, see, I'm curious because there was something you said, P. Walt. It kind of reminds me of a story um, because I, I always believe that marriage is God's idea, yeah. you know? Yep. And there was a scripture. The right marriage. Yes, the right marriage. <laughs> yes, it's God's yeah. idea. Yeah. And, you know, Adam never asked God for a woman. The scripture says that I always, the way I, I think about it is like he was just minding his business, doing what he's been called to do. Mm-hmm. And God says, it's not good that man should be alone. Yeah. And the Bible says that he put him to sleep and, you know, took a rib and he made. But what was interesting is when he woke up and, you know, she was brought to him and he said that this is. Bone of my bones. And I'm yeah. sitting there like, but you were asleep. So how did you. No. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was. I always feel like it was something in him that recognized something in her. It was like a soulful connection. So when I hear that story, <laughs> that's what comes to mind because. It was like, it wasn't anything physical, right? Mm -mm. And what was interesting was she was in a place of her purpose. She was doing what God has called her to do, which I think is very key. Um, You're preaching a sermon now. (laughs) Where the Bible at? Bring out the Bible. (laughs) Which I think is very key. But you know, it was a funny story that when you guys, was it the first or the second date that she made you take all of her all of her friends to on, on the date? Was that the first? What date was that? I don't even know. Was that a, a third date? No, no, not all of it. A couple of her friends were friends. around, and I said I was. I, no, I said I was taking them out. Okay, they should join us for for lunch. Yeah, yeah. It was a Thai restaurant. I remember. Okay, I don't even. I don't remember. Even, that. I, don't remember. <laughs> I don't even remember that. But okay, so it was a couple of her friends. Uh, and I told her, "Oh yeah, let them join us for lunch." And yeah, <laughs> I remember I went with my best. Man, I thought was there. Yeah. I don't even remember. I know you don't remember the story, but man, I was broke. So when I saw that bill, I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like But did you offer or did I, I ask? No, I offered. Yeah, because I'm like, I would it. never. No, okay. you didn't. No, I offered okay. too. Okay. I mean, you offered to take okay. Yeah, I offered to take him and date. Well, you were trying to impress. I was trying to impress. <laughs> and they wrong, because, you know, when I looked at the bill, I could only afford to pay for what I ate. <laughs> what we ate. So I why did you offer to take this out? But yeah, I, had, I didn't know how much it was going to be. So wow. I don't even so remember I that. Remember. So I was like, okay. But oh, it was yeah. a good time. I'm sure it was a good time. No, it was an amazing time. We're here now, baby. Okay. It was an amazing time. No, no regrets. It was fun. So, no, no regrets. So what happened was, I could pay for the meal. Everyone ate, and I paid for the food. The yeah. issue was the tip. <laughs> I was just gonna afford the extra fifteen percent tip, oh, so I put what I could put on, and uh, of course the lady came back out. Everything good with your? <laughs> <laughs> Why do I remember like, this? Uh, 
I don't remember. I don't remember. I'm like, everything was good. Yeah. So I'm, wow. I'm curious, man. Like, at what point did you realize that she was the one? And at what point did you realize that he was the one? I'll let him go first. <laughs> I think for me, uh, like what you mentioned about Adam, when, yeah. when God uttered that phrase, it's not good for man to be alone. Yeah. It wasn't the next moment that he put him to sleep. No, he said it's not good for, for man to be alone. Then he brought animals to him yeah. to name. And he went through several thousands of animals or whatever we have yeah. and named all these things. And yeah. then God says there was no suitable helper for him. Yeah. And then he went to, and then he put him, God put him to sleep and did that. For me, when you get to that point where you've gone through stuff, you understand the animals, you understand all that, you understand what's not right, then you know what's right for you. So I never had a list of who I wanted my wife to be. I never had a list of, she has to be this, she has to be that. I just never did. Mm. But when I saw her, I recognized her that this was the bone of my bone and the flesh of my wow. flesh. It was, it, it was a connection that I couldn't explain. She wasn't, she was on TV. Like, yeah, yeah it was, she was sitting down. Yeah. I remember you didn't even see her, her face just said, I knew I would spend the rest of my life. With her. Wow. It was at that moment. Oh <laughs> so, but yeah, but till today I was like, you know what, what did it? It was just, yeah. it was just the right, it was just the right. It, it, your spirit just connects mm. and you're like, this is it. Yeah. Now, remember I said I was in a five-year relationship yeah. before I met her and everyone knew us together, me and this person. One thing I never did about that relationship until the end was pray about it. Mm. And I didn't want to pray about it because I didn't want God to say no. Yeah. So, because at a young age, God, God started speaking to me and I know I recognize his voice. So I, we did, she's a good girl, Christian, we're in church together, but she just wasn't right for me. And the moment I prayed about it towards the end of the relationship when we had, we went to a turmoil, I prayed about it. It was like, God was like, I've been waiting for you to ask me. And he says, no, it was a resounding no, but now it was bad because you spent five years bonding with someone literally. So Ripping that away, man, I mean, what wasn't built around that relationship? My yeah. self-esteem was in that relationship. I had nothing else going on for me apart from that relationship. Yeah. Yeah. So God says, I got to take this away. Yeah. But I am so happy he did that. Oh, man. Yes. So yeah. you knew out the gate. I mean, you touching a lot of things. <laughs> you touching something else that I think is so key, which is just because we're both saved <laughs> and we're in church doesn't mean we belong together. At all. God. <laughs> and, and you knew out the gate, but you didn't. Yeah, I wouldn't say that I knew. Okay. Um, I think he didn't have a list. I had a list. Okay. And my list was... <laughs> like, I, got, like, I, had, I had a long list. I, I, I think I had about 89 items on that list. And I kid wow. you not. Because, wow. you know, uh, in this season, we met shortly after Oprah did this whole list thing. She had this big thing about women writing the list and, you know, speaking things into existence. And I wrote a list and I put it away. I didn't dwell on it, yeah. but I put it away and I actually found it when I was moving from my apartment after we got married. Um, But um, I knew what I wanted. You know, I had recently gotten out of a relationship as well. It wasn't as long as that, as as his relationship, but it was, it ended pretty bad. Mm -hmm. Uh, He also attended my church and, Mm -hmm. um, 
you know, it just, it wasn't the right. I think I was really trying to make that relationship work because on paper it looked good. Mm -hmm. Uh, But honestly, I think I loved his family Mm. more than I loved him. Wow. I don't even think I loved him, but I loved his family. His family was amazing. And um, so we got out of a, a pretty rocky relationship as well. It did not end well. So when we met, the one thing I wanted to make sure is that we built a friendship. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to go into another relationship just dating someone. Yeah. I wanted this to be intentional. I wanted us to court. And I wanted us to have a friendship because yeah. my previous relationship, the one right before him, we did not have a friendship. Mm. We had a goal, and that was to get married. Yeah. And because I loved his family, yeah. I was like, this is a perfect fit for me. Yeah. I can deal with you. you know. But <laughs> the family I love. Yeah. And, um, you know... After we got married, when we were moving into our first place together, I found that list. Wow. And out of, I think there was maybe three things, maybe three, that he did not meet on that list. Wow. You tell me that. Maybe just three. Yeah. Out of, like, 89 or something. Wait, that... God. Yeah, I was very detailed. <laughs> I was. And I didn't even. I'm thinking top five. <laughs> no, I mean everything because I was very specific. I wanted yeah. someone who could cook, Ooh. which I didn't even think. You know how you 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 want something, but you're like, God, can you really? Yeah. Is it possible yeah. that you can really do this? Oh, man. I wanted someone who could cook. I wanted someone who could, you know, uh, have a conversation, not just with me, but with my friends. I wanted someone who was attractive. Mm. I wanted someone who, you know, knew God, like really, really knew God. Yeah. And I mean, there's so many things. Someone who was tall, dark skin. I went from my light fit face, light skin <laughs> face to my dark skin face. And he just, he fit. I mean, it was, it was extremely detailed. Yeah. There was prop. I wish I could find that list so I could show it to oh, you. Yeah. Um, you never saw it. No, I didn't want you to see it because I didn't want you to, you know, think that. Pressure. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I think one of the things that I did differently this time around was that I really, really prayed about it. Right. And I really wanted God to lead me. And that wasn't the case about with the other relationships. Mm. We prayed together. Yeah. You know, but I never took time out to say, God, is this the person that you would have me join with mm. knowing that my destiny and my future was tied to this person. Yeah. And when I look back on my previous relationships, had I prayed, I probably would have been in a better place mm. because none of those relationships would have yeah. helped me to get to where I am today. Yeah. You spoke about friendship. And I think that <clears throat> it's interesting because you knew out the gate, how was that for you when she wanted to be friends first? <laughs> <laughs> it, it was, um, I guess it, it took me into a phase of really um, discovering myself mm-hmm. as we built the friendship together. Yeah. Um, and I think it helped me heal as well, where she wasn't a rebound. Mm. Which a- I definitely was not going <laughs> to I knew he just got out of a five-year relationship, and I'm like, I'm not the one. You are not about to just use me to get through your pain. That's, no. Yeah. So, so, but what God did during that season and what we built during that season, I can honestly say is what has kept us. Mm. We're going to celebrate 13 years of marriage on Monday this month. (laughs) Coming up. And I can can honestly say it. 
Yeah. It's just, it keeps getting better. Yeah. Um, I tell people, I say she's a better version of the person I thought I married. So, <laughs> so for me, it, but that, those, those years of friendship mm. that we got to build where we weren't dating, it wasn't sexual, it wasn't yeah. so, yeah. we got to talk about goals, about yeah. your life. So yeah. what she did was, and one of the things we also said when we, was, when we decided to date was, even if this doesn't end in marriage, because that's what we wanted to end with. Yeah. I want you to be a better person than when you entered this relationship. Wow. So that was, that's, that's, that was our goal. So once we started dating, yeah. it was to make sure the person was the best version of themselves. Yeah. Not knowing we are preparing ourselves to get married to the yeah. best version of ourselves. Yeah. So, so that's what helped a lot for us. Um, but yeah, I, something happened. I don't even know when this was. Maybe five years ago. We were having an argument, and mm. we, we just couldn't see eye to eye in this yeah. conversation. And I think she had gone away and came back and said, okay, I want to have a conversation with my friend and not my husband. Oh, man. So, yeah. <laughs> it yeah. said, so take off your husband hat. Yeah. I want you to put your, your friend hat and tell me how to deal with this situation. And for yeah. me, I was just like, oh, man, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it's my friend. So, I got yeah. to relate to my friend now. I'm, not, I'm no longer the husband. So, love, as beautiful as it is for us. It's friendship that has kept us together. Oh, man. God, let me tell you something. <laughs> I always say that I pray for you guys all the time. And the reason I do is because I, if, if the right marriage is God's idea, what is our testimony as Christians if we cannot be the, 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 um, the epitome of that? You know what I mean? So I always pray that your marriage succeeds and your ministry succeeds so it could be a sign to the world Amen. that this thing works. You know what Amen. I mean? Amen. Another reason, too, is because I said, I, when I look at you guys together, and the way that she supports you in ministry, I always, in my head, I'm like, you know what, God, look at what you did for PY. Like, I need somebody that can support me in life and ministry and, and everything that I do the same way that she does because I, I feel like you guys definitely you know what I'm saying? Like top three of my favorite couples, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, and it's a prayer point. I said, God, you're not a respect of persons. See what you did for people. But I'm curious, like, what did you say exactly when you guys moved from being friends to like dating? Cause you know, I, <laughs> moment of um, transparency. I've never, I don't think I've ever dated anyone in church. You know, and I've always, because in my head, I'm like, what, what am I going to say? Like, you know what I mean? I always, maybe it's just me overthinking. I'm just being honest. Like, I always feel like if we're at an event, you know, outside of church, right? It's like we grown. Like, if I'm talking to you of all these people, you know what time it is. But in my head, I'm like, when I'm in church, I feel like I got to quote a scripture. I got to do something. Like, what did you, how did you, if you can recall? What Trust me, if he, quoted, if he quoted a scripture for me, I probably would have went to the left. Because I made up my mind from the beginning, I did not want to marry a pastor. I didn't yeah. want to marry somebody who spoke Christianese. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you, and I was on my list as well. Right. I wanted a man that could fear God, yeah. but could also have a conversation with me. I don't need you just quoting scripture. I can read the Bible. Yeah. Why are we quoting scripture? Every and I've dated, I've been on dates with people and it's almost like you're reading the yeah. Bible. Yeah. I can learn I can about God through the Bible. I don't need to. So I think what he did and I'll let him answer, but I think he, he made his intentions known. Got it. So he was very clear about getting to know me mm -hmm. and being interested in me. Of course, we set the foundation of developing a friendship, but even through our friendship, you know, 
it was clear that he was interested in more than a friendship, but he was also willing to take things at my pace. And I think sometimes women need to set the pace of how your relationship is going to go. You know, we're so caught up. It's good for them to lead, right? But at the same time, you want to make sure it happens at the right pace and at the right time, and it's led by God. So we had to, as much as he was, you know, attracted to me, he was feeling me, I was attracted to him as well, but I was like, we got to get this friendship thing down first. And after that, we still need to be led, yeah. regardless yeah. of how attracted we are to one another, because yeah. we've already been through the chaos. Yeah. Don't nobody got time for that. Yeah. We don't yeah. have time for that. We're getting yeah. older. Yeah. I think when we met, I was 20, I met you right after my 25th birthday. Mm-hmm. And I just was like, I thought I was going to be married by 25. Wow. I'm so happy I wasn't, though, wow. because I wasn't mature mm. enough to handle what comes with marriage. Yeah. But at that time, I was like, I can't do, I can't, I can't do the games anymore. Yeah. I want you to be completely honest with me, which required me to also be vulnerable, which yeah. was very difficult. Yeah. Extremely difficult. But he really helped me in that area. Like he said, I had walls up. Yeah. <laughs> Extremely high. Yeah. Yeah. And I want you to, because I think, P.Y., you touched on something, one of your messages a while ago, but how sometimes because of past experiences, what we tend to do is, you know, we project those feelings, those things on the new person. And yeah. I want you to speak to how important that is. And in that process of moving on, and we'll segue mm. to my next point, yeah. which is, Experiences from past relationships that prepared you for, um, you know, being together. Okay. Yeah. All right. So for me, what, of course, the past relationship, especially the one that was before yeah. this one was, it was really, the breakup was really traumatizing. Mm. Um, it was at the point where I wanted to commit suicide. It was that bad. And I, and, you know, and the reason now, I understand the reason why now, that was what my identity was tied to. Mm. So I felt if that was stripped away from me, I had who am no, I? I? Yeah, who am I? I'm nothing. Why do I need to exist anymore? Yeah. If I don't have this relationship. Yeah. And I remember it was in downtown Silver Spring. I went to the parking lot upstairs. I was gonna jump. But I got up there and I was like, man, I'm not gonna kill myself. I've been a Christian. <laughs> I've been doing this walk and I'm just gonna kill myself and go to hell because of a girl. Yeah. And that's how I talked myself. I'm I'm sure it's the Holy Spirit that just talked me out of it. And I um I came out of it, and it took me a while. So how do I make sure when you're going into a new relationship, you don't let the experiences? Number one is you have to heal before you go into a new one. That healing process lets you deal with all the things. So healing in a good way, healing in where I meet someone now, I don't treat them like I treated the other person. I don't expect the same thing the other person did. Um, there's a friend of mine or a preacher that I really like that talks about if you don't heal from your past relationship, you end up bleeding onto someone who didn't cut you. So you're just making a mess out of the situation. So so one is heal. Number two is enter it with a blank slate. Mm. Give them, have your guards up, have security up, learn from the experiences, but make sure you give them a blank slate. Let them prove themselves. Um, And if you don't, so your experiences, even though you've learned from it, because I, I tell people say, oh, you learn from experience. No, evaluate the experience that you had and, and, and learn what, you, what were you meant to learn. The blaming game, this person did this to me, this person did that, but what did you do yourself? Yeah. Accept what you did in that relationship. One of the things I could have I accepted in my relationship was, well, I, well, 
I didn't trust in that relationship. And I was always checking the phones, checking emails, checking. I felt the same way. Exactly. Felt- <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I'm like, so yeah. I have never checked your phone. Yeah. I have never checked your email. So when I went in, I'm like, I'm not going to even go there. Because when you look for stuff, you will find stuff. Yeah. And you just mess yourself up. So I was like, no, this is not going to happen to me. So that's what I did. And um, I just give room to grow. Mm. Give room to grow. Blank slate, give the person room to grow. So heal yeah. from the past. Give a blank slate and just give room to grow. Let them grow into who they are uh, as yeah. a person yeah. and that relationship. Yeah. People, I'll talk, uh, PM, talk to the ladies. Um, <laughs> um, talk what you what you took from that previous experience, you know, um, and well, how that prepared you. I, I will, you know, unlike my husband, I had several previous relationships that prepared me for this, <laughs> okay. not just that one. Yeah. Um, and I think just learning what role you played in the situation. Um, you know, we hear about people dating someone crazy and, you know, whatever your definition of crazy is. Yeah. Um, but I like to reflect on how did I contribute to that craziness? Yeah. How did I enable him to continue treating me a way that I should not have been treated? Yeah. What was my screening process? And one of the reasons why I had such a you know, a tall wall up is because of what I've learned in the past. I was too accessible. I was too open. And unfortunately, I met someone who took complete advantage of that. And it really led to a a difficult situation for me. So learn from your previous experience and other people's experiences too. I don't think you have to learn from your experience alone which is why I have mentors in my life and not just for, you know, career mentors, but relationship mentors, people I learn from all the time, understanding that no two relationships are going to be exactly the same. But the one thing I've been able to do is not make the same mistake twice. So learning from your previous relationship, incorporating God into it from the beginning, from the beginning of the relationship. And this is something that I took, to heart so deeply, not just with my, you know, romantic relationships, but with my friendships. There are people who come into your life that are meant for a season, a reason, or a lifetime. Mm. And I embrace that so much. I don't want to hold on to something who's meant to be in my life for a season. And I I don't try to hold on to them for a lifetime because that's not their role. That's not their purpose in my life. So I started praying about every relationship. There have been... Uh, male friends I've had to cut off. There have been, you know, women in my life that I had to cut off because we're not going to the same place. We're not aligned. We're not in agreement. We don't have to agree on everything. But if you're not going where I'm going, you're either going to pull me back or I'm going to struggle to pull you forward. So praying about the people who come into your life, learning from previous experiences, and being open to growing as a person. And this is kind of like what you said. (laughs) I think it's, it's so key to grow. Um, I think many people want to be the same person that they've always been. There's certain things about your character that should remain the same. (laughs) However, you should be a better version of you after you meet someone. Yeah. And I I tell people that all the time, like especially the women. If you are dating someone and he's the same person he was when you guys met, you really have no impact in this man's life. None whatsoever. He should be better. 
And you should be better too. Mm -hmm. If they're not stretching each other, what are we really doing? Because we're always evolving. Anything that doesn't grow eventually dies. So I can confidently say with all my might that every single person I've dated, by the time we ended that relationship, they were better off at the end than they were in the beginning. Mm. Every single person. Let's talk about dating versus court in um, today's world and, you know, how, how we go about it. <laughs> um, you know, I've always, people used to say, I don't know, that you're not supposed to date something like that. I don't know. I think I heard that in church one time. I was younger. <laughs> not supposed to date. Um, and I'm like, well, wait a minute. Like, some people you can't just, like, go into, um, you know, a, a, a marriage relationship, so to speak. So how do you navigate that? Because, you know, it seems like you guys were dating with a purpose. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, versus what we see sometimes in today's world where it's just people say it's just a date. <laughs> you know what I mean? What are your thoughts on that? <laughs> of, of course, the world has evolved and yeah. we keep changing. But, you know, yeah. there are certain yardsticks that we can move over. Like the Bible talks about don't move the ancient long, mm. um, landmarks. Yeah. Dating for me is data collection. Mm. It's not <laughs> dating is for data, not for mating. You know, Got it. It, it's the, it's the season where you get to. So I, I encourage people to date, go out, okay. Okay. have get to know. So collect data, mm-hmm. collect data. Look at how someone has dealt with seasons in their life. Mm. All, the, four. all four, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so so think about yes, because when people meet and they just oh we're ready and they go no. Kind of learn this person. How did they deal with grief? How did they deal with happiness? Yeah. How did they interact with their family? Yeah. That's everything you see them do. That's what they're going to bring into the marriage. So for the dating phases, let me know how you how do you treat wait, waiters when they're bad to you? Yeah. Do you tip? Do you are you rude to people? Are you mean? Yeah. How do you pe- treat your parents? How do you treat yeah. your parents? All of that. So that's dating. That's data collection. Got so. It. We're exclusive, but we're collecting data. And if it's not going to work, hey, all right, I I have enough data to understand that this is not going to be. And then you go into the courting for me is when I've collected all the data. I've analyzed the data. And based on where I'm going in my life, this data aligns with it. Got it. That's where we go. For us, what we did was, of course, we were friends for a year. And like she said, God was in the beginning. Yeah. We said... So, of course, when I made my intentions known and, hey, I like you, I really am. She said she liked me, too. That's that's always so good. Oh, my God. I didn't say that immediately, but I I did. (laughs) (laughs) It wasn't immediate. Don't do that. (laughs) So, so we said, okay, we've been friends for, we, we have been friends for over a year now. Yeah. And we said, all right, let's go pray about the next phase of this relationship. If we're meant to stop courting, yeah, let's ask God. Yeah, we like each other. We know, hey, we're both, we met in church. We're Christians, but let's ask God for the next phase. So we went to go pray about it, and we said because the reason is, if we decide to court, mm-hmm. we're going to end up at the altar. Mm. It's no, we're not courting to try it out. We've dated to try it out. We've collected right. data. We've been friends to try it out. Now it's moving to the next phase. So yeah. if we're going to be exclusive and if we're going to court, then it's, it's leading to a marriage. So let's go pray about it because we don't want to make any decision hastily. Yeah. So we went to go pray. 
pray. We didn't hear anything. Have you heard? Have you heard? So we didn't. We hear. did check in. It's like we have you heard in, anything? Have you heard? Have you heard? Have you heard? <laughs> so after a while, I love that. Man. I love after it. like maybe two yeah. months, I think we said yeah. no, we we didn't hear. So we said we gotta. Go our separate ways. Go our separate ways. Stop playing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Stop playing. I mean, it, it wasn't really a breakup because it wasn't, we wasn't. Yeah, we, were, a, yeah. we weren't in a relationship, but we were like, okay, maybe this is not what maybe God yeah, wants for us. Because I didn't hear nothing, yes. and I didn't hear anything either. And so, we both knew that we weren't moving forward, forward until we had confirmation. It was. It was rough. It was because when we when we started, to, we went to this. We love Thai food, so we went to this Thai restaurant. I don't know if you remember my apartment in Rockville. Oh, yeah. And the lady was friendly, you know. I was going to take cooking classes with this lady. So we sitting at the table. Have we ordered food? I think we'd ordered food. We start talking, and we just bawling now on the table. Yeah. We're taking a break. I remember. We were, we were well, crying. So we were because we were crying. like. We liked each other. We loved yeah, each but other. We but we were like. We're like, we, yeah. got, we got it. So this is the end of. So we cried. We had like a break, a breakup date. <laughs> yeah, breakup. <laughs> the lady comes out with. That's a that's a first a breakup date. Oh gosh. The lady comes out with food and she's like, um, <laughs> "Is everything okay?" <laughs> and we were like, <laughs> "So we um yeah, so we took a break for because we didn't hear for." But that, I think that break was good though. It was good. One of the things that we have, we never want to. I mean. We, we always want to be led by God, even with a lot of other things that have happened in our marriage. We don't want to be so obsessed with something or someone that we're not willing to let it go. If yeah. God says you got to let it go. Yeah. You know, because we're not really being led by God. And, you know, in retrospect, now that I'm thinking about it, that might have been a test from God to exactly. say, mm. are you able to be obedient yeah. to me? Yeah, that was my issue. Are you <laughs> able to be obedient? I didn't want to let go. Despite <laughs> yeah. what your selfish desires oh. are. Yeah. And we did. We took a break for a while, and we were like, you know what? Yeah. And we still go to the same church, so. Yeah, yeah. so we still no, seem. No calls, no nothing, no texts. Yeah, no, it was. Oh, it was, my God. I've it never was, heard that story. This, I know. This is an exclusive. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah, I don't was, think we've ever told that story before. Yeah. It was rough, though. I forgot about that. It was that. rough. And then I, I started talking to other people like, okay, maybe it's time to... Get out! Wait a I started collecting data again. Yeah. And then... Yo, this is... I cannot <laughs> get over that. This is yeah. crazy. I started collecting data again, and I think I was praying one day, and God spoke to me and told me the words exactly. Yeah. That it was her. Yeah. All right, so now I got to... Um, thank you for the data. I'm, I'm good now. I know yeah. what my... So, but I, I decided I'm not going to tell her until she, until she hears. Damn. So I kept it to myself. Oh, um, so... It took about a month or two months later. Yeah, we reconnected. We reconnected. And we said, you know, we're feeling a lead, you know, to start talking again. Yeah. And um, you guys, you said you're feeling led to start, start okay. talking. Not even. You didn't even say we have heard. Just, yeah. yeah. I was holding it because I'm like, He was I'm, holding it in. Yeah. You know, I would say that I felt led. Okay. But because I am a very structured person mm-hmm. and I like confirmation, I was like, I. Listen, God, I cannot make this decision. This is my destiny. Oh, this is my. It's it's, for me. It was so crucial. Like it was almost like a life and death decision, especially as a woman, right? Because I believe in submitting to my husband, and I I don't see anything wrong with a woman submitting to a man. I think where the challenge comes in is when you're submitting to the wrong man. Mm. You know, yeah. When you understand what the 
the meaning of submission is and being led, yeah. you won't have a problem. It's the the problems people have is because they submit to the wrong person. They haven't prayed about this person. This person doesn't have you in mind. This person is not um, fearing God and understanding that you're God's child too. So all those different things, I had no problem with that. But I was like, Lord, for me to submit, to, I need to know. I need to know that. I need to know that this is a person. And I heard a pastor come to our church and preach about how he needed confirmation from God um, before he moved forward with someone he was interested in. And he told the story and he said he confirmed with three people. And I was like, oh, I'm about to tap into that. Yeah. <laughs> I tapped into it and I said, God, just like you did it for him, I want you to confirm with me with three people. Yeah. And until I get three confirmations, I'm not moving forward. And I spoke to three different individuals and all of them. And remember, we talked about having a break. There was somebody who kind of slid in during that yeah. break. In the meantime, slid, in between slid, time. Yeah. Slid in. <laughs> slid in and yeah. was mad. Yeah. The guy was persistent. Golly. Persistent. Yeah. Like, you know, he he packaged himself and presented everything on a gold platter. It was like on paper, yeah. it looked good. Good. Yeah. Of course there were some things. He didn't make the 80, 89 list. He was far from it. But I was like, maybe what's on my list is not what God wants for me. Yeah. Maybe I'm a little too picky. Yeah. Yeah. Can I just can I manage? Yeah. Can yeah. I manage? Yeah. So while he was sliding in, I I prayed about it and I said, God, I need to know. Mm. Is is it the 89 or the 54? Which one is it? Yeah. And I spoke to three people who were also, you know, men and women of God that understood uh, discernment. And yeah. these were people that I trusted. All three I would consider my mentors, too, for sure. One was my pastor. And when they confirmed to me that it was him, I was like, you bet. Yeah. Good. Yeah. So the next time he comes and he, you know, starts talking about, you know, the next stage and how God told him this and that, I need to be ready and say, okay, I've heard too. So when you, when you spoke to those three people, did you specifically say that this is who you were considering or you just said? Absolutely not. I did not because everybody knew him <laughs> and everybody loved him, but yeah. they didn't know that we were, t we were talking Yeah. because I was very discreet, you know, dating in, in, in church, you, you can't let everybody know your yeah. business. Oh, it's it's kind of hard. Yeah. So I was, yeah. and you know, at one time, we were we were just friends, and people were like, oh, you guys are together. And we were like, no, we're really just friends. Yeah. And they were like, well, he, would he say the same thing? Yeah. Yes, ask him. Yeah. And he would say, yes, we're just friends. Yeah. So I, what I did was I presented the scenarios of both individuals. And you withheld, withheld the names. I didn't, I didn't tell the names. <laughs> I didn't give too much details, but I said, this is the situation. One person, yada, yada, yada. The other person, A, B, C, D, E, F, G. Yeah. And they were like, ah, you know. They were like, I don't know. My spirit is telling me it's this. Way. Everybody said my spirit is telling me it's this. Way. And once they brought the spirit part in, I was like, thank you. For this. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for speaking to them. Yeah. You know, and that was a confirmation I needed. I was led. I was already I was already led to know that he was the one. But yeah. I just I couldn't risk making a mistake. Yeah. And I'm, I'm so glad, you know, I asked God to confirm with three and not ten. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because I don't know if I could have gone through that, yeah. you know, the talking to all these different people. I just said three. And yeah. once they confirmed, we went out to um, Melting Pot. We went out to Melting Pot on November 11th. Um, 
2008. Eight, 2008. Okay. And um, we were at dinner, and this was us coming back together. Remember, we yeah. took some time uh, apart. And so we were just talking and like, as if I knew, yeah. you know, like clockwork, he started telling me, you know, he felt led and this and that. And, you know, the Holy Spirit told him and I was just like, okay. And so I actually didn't smile. I think I had a straight face because I didn't want him to get excited. I, I was just why you want to reconnect now? Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I was just like, okay. And I'm like, what does that mean? Like, yeah. explain to me. Because I wanted him to tell me more. Yeah. And so when he, you know, explained and presented his his proposal uh, to date to me, I was like, okay. Yeah. I said, um, I do have some questions. Yeah. Because just because he made almost all of the items on the list doesn't mean he was perfect. Neither was I. There were still some things I needed him to work on. So I brought out a pen and a paper, and I said, okay, I have five questions for you. Question number one. And I asked him a question, and I started writing down his answers. And he was like, what are you doing? I said, I'm writing down what you're saying. And he said, why? I said, because I need to document this conversation because I need you to know that I'm taking this seriously, and hopefully you're taking it seriously. But don't worry, I got a notebook and a pen for you too. So I brought out a notebook (laughs) and a pen for him, and I said, Feel free to ask me any questions, but I need this to be documented. Mm. Where we're trying to go. Yeah. What are your goals? What are your chat? Like we talked about a lot of things, yeah. and we I I took very detailed notes. So yeah. much so that even after <laughs> years later, when we were moving to our next place, um, I found my notebook with everything, and we go back to it. We reference yeah. that notebook, both of them, the yeah. one that he had and the one that I had when we're thinking about our goals and our future. And so after he answered all my questions, I felt a sense of peace. I said, okay, we could do this. Yeah, that's amazing. Oh, my God. <laughs> Man, I've been doing that dating thing wrong. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this is what works for us. Right, I'm not right, saying it right, works for everybody. Right. But it was, it was interesting because you asked, you were talking about questions like, what are your goals and things of that oh, nature? Yeah. yeah. You were asking. Yeah, one year goal, two yeah. year, five year, ten year goal. Because I feel like nowadays we be asking questions don't even matter. Like, what type of music you like? <laughs> Like, know. what's your favorite? The, that that happens during the data collection. <laughs> the data collection. That's that's, that's why. <laughs> now I want to know what are what are your top three values? Yeah. Like, yeah. how do you view marriage? Yeah. Like, I mean, because you talk about that, but now that he saw me writing, he was like very thoughtful mm-hmm. in his responses. He was like, "Okay, this is what I think," and I wrote everything down. Yeah. But I'm I'm so glad I did that. Not just for me, but I think it gave him an opportunity. To think through yeah. what we were about to do. Yeah. And he has some questions for me too. Yeah. Hard ones. Yeah. You know, I think there's something that a lot of people miss out on when it comes to like dating, marriage, and relationship. And that's the value of your singleness. Because mm. oh. a lot of what you guys are talking about, just in listening to you and your stories like over the years, is like you, you like your experiences as single people, I feel like was what prepared you for your, you know, relationship dating and everything else that that you had, you went through. But I want you to speak to that because I think a lot of times we act like being single is a bad thing. Mm. Mm. Like, especially in our time where, you know what I'm saying, LMA said booed up. And I feel like everybody be so quick to be booed up. You know what I mean? Like, people don't know the value. I want you to speak to how important that is because I've always believed that if you could do singleness right, you could do dating right. Yeah. And you spoke a lot about, you know, self-love, like self-esteem. And I want you to touch on that because 
you know, especially for us fellas. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> your, your single years, I, I want to say, are one of the best times of your life. Yeah. Now I cannot make a decision. Not that it's a bad thing, but I yeah. can't make a decision without my wife. Mm. As a single person, I, I wake up in the morning, I'm making decisions, I'm running after stuff. Now, what I know now, I wish I knew then. That some things you got to accomplish when you're a single person. Yeah. I'm going to take you to Adam, Adam in the garden. Adam was working yeah. when he was by himself and God had him do stuff. Yeah. So I think the effectiveness of you doing stuff is then when then God sees you like, oh, now I see these guys going far. Now I need help for him yeah. to get to the next level. Yeah. But in your singleness is when you begin to discover yourself, yeah. your loving yourself like i spoke about the relationship and how you know i almost committed suicide and a whole bunch of stuff and god working on me in that season letting me love myself again Mm. getting to know then i knew myself i began to figure out my skills my abilities all these things which is what's helping me now but it took me a while to get to that point and i wish you know if I'm talking to a single version of myself, yeah. I'll say in your singleness at this point, do you mm. learn you be yeah. you discover yeah. what makes you what, what are your God given abilities, your talents? Yeah. Those are the things you want to develop right now in your singleness. Get to be whole. Um, you know, people say I used to say this before uh, my better half. Mm-hmm. My better half. I think that's wrong doctrine. That's nothing. It's not a half. Got it. It's the one and one that become one. Yeah. So two whole people becoming one. So yeah. so that single phase of yourself is, yeah, your friends. Hang out with friends. Build lasting friendships. I have friendships now that help me in marriage. Like, there are boys you want to be able to call like, hey, man, I'm going through this. All right, let me talk you through this. So those are those seasons where you want to build those things. It's in that single, in your singleness. Yeah. And I think your singleness is an opportunity, like you said, is to grow and develop. But... It's also an opportunity for you to live your best life. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, when you know what your purpose is, yeah. you are not going to be rushing to get to the next <laughs> stage of your life. Yeah. You know, I, I remember hearing a pastor say that people are rushing to get married and married and people who are married are I rushing to get married. out. Like every it, it's it's a season and every season is key and it's important. Yeah. I think, you know, in my single, I have I lived my best life as yeah. a single woman. Yeah. I traveled. I got degrees, I polished up my skills, I did so, I did what I wanted to do for yeah. me. Yeah. And I wasn't, I wasn't, the only thing that I, you know, that made me kind of contemplate, the only decision that I, I considered marriage um, when making was purchasing a home. Mm. Because, and the only reason why is because you know, I had someone in my life already. He was already in my life. Yeah. And I wanted to take my, you know, uh, I wanted to take my finances to the next level. Outside of that, buying a house, you couldn't tell me nothing. <laughs> I, I I had fun. I went out. Yeah. I I mean, let me be transparent. I went clubbing. I wasn't really a clubber clubber. I yeah. went to lounges. I did, I did what I needed to do so I can enjoy my life. I didn't want to have any regrets yeah. because I also had friends that were married and they were so unhappy mm. because they were trying to live 
my life as a married person. And it's like, yeah. you're se- that season is over <laughs> right, for you, bro. Like, you know, you, one of the things I wish I did when I was single was go to Brazil. Because now I can't go. <laughs> no, you can go to Brazil. I just oh, have to be there. To yeah, you're not going by yourself. That is not happening. Well, but, you know, um, <laughs> yeah. but, you know, just do the things you've always wanted to do. Yeah. And don't wait. I feel like I hear women say all the time, like, oh, when I get married, I'm going to do this. Why? Why, exactly. Why when you get married? Do it now. And you think you're going to do that when you get married. The person you're married to might be like, no, uh-huh. you're not going to Brazil. You're locking yourself down. Right? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And, and another thing is, you know, we get to counsel a lot of young couples. Yeah. Um, and, you know, sitting here now, I'm like, a lot of times when I see where some of them are struggling in balancing and being married and balancing that life, is when they haven't lived their singleness to the fullest. So now married and they want to live a single yeah. life. Mm. So about, I'm like, man, you should have done these things when you were single. Don't yeah. rush into it. Get to, like she said, enjoy yourself. So you have guys married now and, and the wife is complaining, you're going all, all night, you're going out with your friends. I'm like, yeah, I just want to be with my boys. <laughs> no, that's in your single days. Yeah, like, that, this home. is not the Go time. Go change diaper. <laughs> yeah. So you can't do that. Yeah. Um, so that, that those are some of the things that you... You know, I crack this joke sometimes. Uh, my friend, my friend and I were dissecting the Bible one time. And we said, if we're going to mention three <laughs> influential guys or two guys in the New Testament that yeah. really transformed the world, who are the two guys we would mention in the Bible? And he says, the Apostle Paul, or Jesus and the Apostle Paul. I was like, what do they have in common? They were married. Two guys. Oh, it was single guys. <laughs> that, that got. <laughs> okay. That's not funny. I know. <laughs> no, but it I, really I get isn't. what you're saying. I get what you're saying. I think there's something about, I was talking to, and he's, he was in the room when I was saying this, that whenever I talk to married people, I'm very transparent and honest about where I am in my journey and everything. Because I'm in that season in my life where I'm not looking to get married right now, but I'm looking to find someone that I can, like you guys, begin the friendship or like build yeah. that sort of thing. And one of my major concerns, I've always said this, is like <laughs> there are things I want to do, and I'm afraid that once you get married, it's no longer about just you, whether you like it or not. There's someone else that you're not responsible for. And my concern is like, that's why I don't want to rush into it. Because I'm like, whatever I need to do, let me do. Because I don't want a situation where I look back over my life and I'm like, man, now you're married. Now you got kids and the stuff you want to do. Yes, but there's, you know, I I don't want to make it seem like you got to do everything before you get married. Because there are some things, you know, the Bible talks about he who finds a wife, finds a good thing and obtains favor favor from the Lord. So there are some things... He can attest to it. A lot of our friends who are married, especially the men, can attest to it. There is something that gets magnified once you Mm. get married. And God just opens up doors and takes you places and, you know, creates environments for you to, like, grow. So, yes, there's some things. If you marry the right person. And if you help, if you marry someone who's willing to help you get to your purpose or living your purpose or you know to be a help me which is what we are called to be that doesn't mean we can't have our own goals he's very supportive of everything i do 
But I'm also very, I know my role is to help him. And once he is taken care of, trust me, yeah. I will be taken yeah. care of. I so like that mentality. I it, like that. It, it's, yeah. it's, it's a full circle thing. I mean, there are, there are times where, you know, we look at our life and we, we reflect a lot on where God has brought us. And we know that some things would not have happened if we didn't come together. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. It, it, it just wouldn't happen. Yeah. And I think... As a single person, while you want to live your best life, there needs to be a balance. You also should be preparing yourself yeah, yeah. for the next phase. That yeah. doesn't mean be obsessed yeah. with what's coming. Yeah. But, you know, I think about Esther, Queen Esther. Yeah. She was she was being prepared for a whole year before she was presented to her king. Yeah. One year yeah. of being pampered. I mean, can you imagine going to the spa every day for a year? <laughs> you know what I, I mean? I <laughs> I, I, that would be like my dream come true. But my point is she was preparing herself. Yeah. She was building up her voice. She didn't have that voice to talk to her husband about, you know, the Israelites overnight. Yeah. That happened with her being prepared and finding out who she is and getting the confidence to say, yes, I can say this to the king. And if I perish, I perish. Yeah. Right. Yeah. There's certain things you have to develop that will prepare you for the office and the place of marriage yeah. as a woman. Yeah. Because now you're in that phase, and he has a lot of responsibilities, but you got a lot of responsibilities yeah. too. Yeah. And I think many times we miss that. So in my single days, while I lived my best life, I was also attending conferences. Yeah. I was also talking to married people. I was also reading books, not obsessed with them, yeah. but I needed to have the knowledge so that I wasn't going into a marriage blindsided. Yeah. I had an idea. Nothing can, nothing can really prepare you for marriage until you get there. Yeah. But there's some things that will help you get a, 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 a extra, like a, what do you call it? When somebody gets a head start, a head start. Yeah. you get a head start on it. Yeah. There's <laughs> nothing that I, I, that's really surprised me. Yes. His personality, you know, plays a major role mm -hmm. in our marriage, yeah. but there's some things that I kind of just, I knew and I was ready for. Got it. Now, I was going to say, I think when you stop looking, you'll find. Absolutely. Ah. Yeah. Uh, so if that's been the story of our life is right, this house when we when we stopped looking, we found it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we had yeah. been searching, and but the minute we decided, hey, okay, I'm just gonna let it go. Man, it yeah. was it was it was crazy that <laughs> I can't get over the story of the fact that you were ready to just let everything go if it didn't. But I want you guys to before we you know go in a different direction and talk about ignite right quick. Um, I think that there's so much talk about self-love today. Um, it's a word that's being thrown around too many times and everyone just says that. And I was just thinking to myself, what does that even mean? Right. And on TikTok, this young lady was talking about, essentially she was saying, you don't need self-love when you're married. You know what I mean? And I'm like, wait a minute. That don't even make any sense because the word says self-love. Yeah. How are you trying to get self-love from somebody else? So when you think about self-love, I want you to make it practical. Like, what does self-love mean, mm -hmm. right? In your unique experiences, what does that look like every day? And what would you say in, in the process of, just from your experiences again, um, going back to talking mm -hmm. to someone who is struggling with self-love, what would you say to them? What practical steps can they take to get back to that place where they, you know? Well, I'm going to go first because I know his response is going to be super deep. <laughs> um, I think self-love is loving who God has created you to be. Okay. Your flaws. No, you were going to say something a little bit deeper. <laughs> Your flaws and all. Yeah. And being confident in who you are because of Christ. Got it. I 
I don't think I ever, when I discovered who God had called me to be, it wasn't a struggle to love myself, even my flaws, even my flaws. There's several things, you know, especially as women, we don't like about ourselves, about how we look on the outside, how we speak. We always want to do better. But knowing that God created me this way for a reason to accomplish this purpose made it so much more easier for me to love myself. So there's nothing that a man can present to me to show me that he loves me more than first the father and then second myself. Don't, you know, shower me with gifts that I can buy by myself. It might take me longer to save up and buy, but I can do it by myself, right? Don't present yourself as a package just to woo me because I can woo me myself. And most importantly, my heavenly father has done that. So learning that you were created for a particular reason, for a purpose, and even your flaws have a purpose and where God is taking you. That is what really released me. And, and this was a while ago, you know, because growing up as an awkward teenager, being Nigerian-American, growing up in Chicago, there's so many factors that make you different from everybody else. Once I understood that I was created for this reason, even if you were a twin, yeah. right, you're unique for a specific reason. Embrace it and you will be fine. You will be absolutely fine. And then it makes other people love you even more. Right? Yeah. I think that's what helped me, especially through my teenage years. Mm. Yeah. Well said, baby. <laughs> I mean, I was going to say something similar. And what I was yeah. going to say was self-love for me starts with seeing myself the way God sees me. Mm-hmm. Getting to see myself through the lens of God. So that's one of the things that really helped me. Like, I deserve to be loved. I deserve to be cherished. I God sent his only son to die for me. So, yeah. of course, because I'm a Christian, scripture let me see that. And that's where it started for me. If I was going to make it practical, one of the things I used to do in my previous relationships was I could spend money on my significant other, but I couldn't spend that amount of money on myself. I felt, oh, man, I can buy her the gifts. Yeah. I can, but to buy it for myself, I'm not mad. I don't deserve. Like you know, yeah. subconsciously, you didn't. You were telling yourself someone else is what more than you are. Yeah. Mm. So I had to switch that around and say, no, I can buy you good gift, but I'm gonna buy something good for myself too. Yeah. I mean, I do it too much now because because <laughs> I can't buy him there anything. Many, there were many <laughs> December's. My gift on a tree. Hey, see what I <laughs> and I had to so that both. But what, for, what it did for me was it changed my mindset. Like, no, I deserve to spend money on myself. I deserve to go to the spa and relax. I mean, she goes to the spa all the time. Like, you should put yourself, hey, buy yourself flowers. Go to the movie by yourself. You know, so that's, to me, that's the practicality of self-love. Meaning whatever I can do for someone, I should be able to do it for myself. It's like people who only bring out their... Yeah, you know, our parents back there, they bring out the best dish when yeah. certain people come to the house yeah. to eat. And we're like, no, we, we do Sunday dinners. Yeah. And we bring out the best china for the whole family. Let's yeah. let's eat with that. That's Yeah, we deserve to be treated nice as well. Yeah. So to me, that's... And guess what? When you treat yourself the way you deserve to be treated, other people have no option but to fall in line yeah. and to do that at the minimum mm-hmm. and then yeah. above. Yeah. It was something else, you guys. Um, of course, with your story... Um, it was the fact that you guys were abstinent, like throughout the whole process, and um, that is a big thing for for our generation. Um, you know, when you run a red light, like you either get a ticket, get pulled over. There's consequences for it. 
But I think that sometimes when you talk to our generation, it's like, what's the big deal? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it's because for whatever reason, we don't necessarily see the immediate consequences of that. And I want you guys to speak to that. Um, you know, because I think a lot of times what we've heard is don't do it, don't do it, don't do it. And quite honestly, I think we're tired of hearing that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, and when I talk to even younger people, it's like, well, you know, what are the benefits of actually waiting? I don't think we, we, we <laughs> emphasize that. And I feel like if we did, it'd be a different conversation, right? Versus, well, just because the Bible said that. Well, you know, that don't always fly in, in certain instances. And I think if, if you guys can just share practically, you know, from your experience as well, like, you know, the benefits. There are benefits of actually, you know what I mean? <laughs> um, of, so I'm not going to say it was easy for us. Yeah. It, it was, okay. It was easy for her. It wasn't easy for me. Uh, <laughs> she said, wait a minute. I know. I, I, mean, I mean, look at her. Look at her. No, but we, we from the jump, we said we weren't going to do this. Right. So, so we, we, uh, we wanted to be able to go to God later on and say, hey, we didn't do this. Right. Um, so that's what helped us to be. So we didn't. We didn't consummate the relationship until three nights after our wedding. <laughs> wait a minute. Three nights. Yeah, we were talking. Oh, no. uh, okay, because I was about to say like. No, no. Everyone yeah. says the wedding night. No. You guys are the wedding night. You just knock out. Like, yeah, I love you. I love you too. Like, <laughs> I'm going to sleep. Um, but um, I, I, I like to make this very practical when it comes to this sex thing. Because, you know, when we were in our previous relationships, we were both active. It wasn't yeah. like we were virgins. But yeah. when we came together, we said, you know, um, Several things. Number one is people think sex is just sex. Mm. Sex is not just sex. Scripture talks about, you know, how flee away from all um, sins, especially sexual sin, because every other sin you commit is outside of your body. Only sexual sin is against your body. And the way I like to do this is, and I think I was preaching about this a while back, and I said, and I asked people, I said, lying is a sin. I know, yeah. I said, but do you remember the first time you told a lie? Nobody could raise their hand. I said, can you remember the first time you had sex? And of course, you know the first. So why is that that it's different? It's because it is different. It's in a separate category of itself. And the way it is is, so I don't believe in soulmates from the job. Like, oh, God created one person for one person. I don't believe that. I believe... When you mate is when your soul yeah. mates. Uh, so what then, how do we mate? So what's this magical thing? Sex is one of the best things God created. Yeah. It was, I mean, it was, God is like, man, how do I, I want two people to become one. Yeah. I got to put glue to join stuff together. What's the glue that I'm going to use to join this thing together? Sex. So once sex happens, there's a spiritual, there's a physical part. And there's a spiritual part. And that's where, for me, that's when the souls get maiden. That's why you talk about animals mating and stuff. That's the soul maiden part. So that's what sex does. And when we talk talk about the woman at the well, when she came to Jesus and Jesus says, oh, go bring your husband. And she says, oh, I have no husband. And he said, yes. But you've had, in the spiritual, what I'm looking at here is, you've had five husbands. And the one you're with right now is not even your husband because you've mated with five different people so in heaven once sex happens they register it as a marriage that's what it is they register it like oh yes that's so that's why sex is not just sex 
Yeah. I'm going to say one more thing and then I'll let my beautiful wife um, read. When back in Nigeria, you know, we used to, we had issues with robberies and stuff like that. And when people break into your house and they steal your stuff, they go, you can replace stuff. But if you ever ask someone, we got robbed and someone got raped in the house. It's a different picture. You don't tell people to just get over it. When someone gets raped, you don't just say, man, I mean, it was just rape. Just get over it. Why? Because there's something deeper about sex. It's something else. Something was stolen. That's not physical. It's something spiritual. So that's why sex isn't just sex. Sex is deeper. That I, I don't have time to go into it, but... Yeah. Yeah, we're going to have to bring you out for part two. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and I will say that, you know, sex was designed for marriage. Mm. So anytime you take something that was designed for a particular thing and you use it for something else, you misuse it, you abuse it, and then it loses the value for what it was originally mm. made for. Yeah. You know, I think for women especially, it's important for us to know your value. And I think having premarital sex is another mm. way to tell how much you value yourself. It is. I mean, this is something that was designed for your husband. That's the one thing, the one thing I have regrets when it comes to my marriage is not waiting. I always think back like, oh man, I wish I never, I, I wish I never made the, that mistake. And it was a mistake for me. It was a big mistake. That's the only regret I have. I had a best friend, um, who was a guy, and, you know, I was engaged in uh, sexual behavior uh, before, you know, a couple of relationships before him. And I attended this conference, and at, <laughs> Sex Lies in Your Soul, yeah. a conference Pastor Gandhi did. And um, I was dating a guy at that time, but we hadn't been, you know, sexually involved. And I learned about soul ties and bondage, and it, it was just... It was the first time someone actually broke down why it was important to not have sex before marriage and why that was a gift you should have for your husband. So much so that we had people, you know, 350-pound grown men bawling at the <laughs> pool. That's how intense it was. And so because I was dating someone, yeah. I was like, oh, my gosh, how am I going to present <laughs> all of this? So I bought all the tapes. And he was living in a different state at the time, which helped. Long-distance relationship helps. You know, it has its flaws, but it helped me a lot. And I sent this package of CDs. They were CDs at the time, or tapes. I think they were cassette tapes. I sent it to him. And, you know, he was like, oh, okay, cool. My best friend at the time, who was a guy, he told me, he said, um, he was like, no man is going to be in a relationship with you and now I have sex with you. Wow. I'm just telling you that. And, I, you know, I really appreciated yeah. his honesty. Yeah. But it made me think, is that all I have to offer a man? Mm. Is that it? That's the yeah. only thing I have to offer him. Yeah. <laughs> I wish he never told. Well, I'm glad he told me that. Because <laughs> that just changed my perspective on everything. I said, from this point, every person I date or I'm in a relationship with, I need to make sure I connect with him mentally. If I can't connect with him mentally and it's just a sexual thing, yeah. we're not going to be together. And from that moment, that one relationship that I made a mistake, every single, and I dated probably like four or five people after that, not one, not one had pressured me into having sex. Yeah. 
In fact, every time we broke up, they were like, please, what do you need me to do? What do you need me to do? <laughs> and, and for me, it's just a testament to, 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 to the fact that women can offer men so much more than their bodies. You need to be able to connect with them on an intellectual level, on a spiritual level. If sex is the only thing that's keeping you guys together, sis, <laughs> sis, you really are not in a relationship. You are a, a pawn, you're an object, and that's it. And I think it's hard for people to believe that. I remember we were talking about this at a conference, and people were like, oh, well, oh, it's easy guys. for you to say <laughs> because you've never tasted it. And I think, you know, that's why we're always, you know, adamant about telling people that we didn't come into our relationship as virgins. So it's not like we've never tasted it, so we don't know what it tastes like. No, we've tasted it. Some of us had a bit too much of it, <laughs> right? So we know. <laughs> so, so we know. We know what it's like. Yeah. But then we understand what damage it does to us. Yeah. And I think because of the sexual relationship I had with one of my previous relationships, it really put a hindrance on what could have been with us when we were dating yeah. earlier. Because the damage, I felt like damaged good. Even though I got delivered and everything, you know, I always regretted. I said, wow, I wish I could have presented this to you. Yeah. Like you the only one, yeah. the only one. Yeah that had the opportunity to explore me the way you yeah. did. You know, thank God I'm delivered from that. He's an understanding person. There was no judgment. But I think as women, we should own who we are. Amen. And we should be able to bring more to the relationship than our bodies. Are there going to be times where you feel, you know, weak and there's temptations? Absolutely. We're human beings. We were created to have sex mm -hmm. just in the right order. So... Establish boundaries. Make him fall in love with you as a person. And don't listen to that best friend or whoever that's telling you that no man is going to be with you. Because, sis, several men have wanted to date me. And until today, we'll still be like, yes, yes, yes. Because I know what I bring to the table. And every one of them left better. Going back to what we said before, you leave better than when you were when you came. And I think once you can own that, the confidence you have, they have no option but to fall in line. Yeah. Listen, we're going to talk about Ignite. Uh, for the last <laughs> um, I want you to share, for people who may not know, um, what Ignite is and what your vision for it is. And, you know, for people who are thinking, looking for a home church um, in the Silver Spring, Maryland area, like, what would you say to them about, you know, um, that great ministry? Sure. Yeah. Um, Ignite is our... My baby, our baby, <laughs> I want to say. Um, so it's a young professionals church located in 919 to 921 Philadelphia Avenue in yeah. downtown Silver Spring, Maryland. And it's a young, vibrant, um, young professionals church that we focus on three major things. We want people to discover who God is. And once they discover who God is, it lets them discover who they are. And then not just that, once you discover who you are, then you get to love who you are. You love your design. You love, you know, talk about self. We've spoken about self-love today. That's what Ignite is about this. I know who I am. I know who God created me to be. I want to be able to love that person. And once you're able to love that person, out of that love you have for yourself, you can share that love with other people. And once you share that love with other people, the last anchor that we have is that you're a leader. 
every one of us was created to be a leader. So we feel we can develop that leader in you. So, so with the sermons you hear, with our events we have, we always want to make sure that you discover yourself, you discover God, you love yourself, and you're a leader wherever you go. Yeah. Our goal is that anyone who walks into Ignite on any given Sunday, regardless of what background they come from, what pain, what their past life has been, that they'll be able to experience God's love and his transformative power. I'm someone who I grew up in a household where I didn't feel loved at all. Mm. And a lot of my growing up, um, it it centered around that I wasn't worthy of being loved. You're Mm. not good. You're the black sheep. Mm. As a matter of fact, I came to this country to be a support system to someone, not to come discover who I was or get a better life, but it was more of, come support this person over here because they need help. So when I came here, that's the reason I'm here. And now I'm like, man, at Ignite, I don't want anyone to ever feel like they're just support. No, God loves you passionately. So that's our goal for Ignite. Yep. And we have an amazing team of people who help us carry out this mission. And every single one, all of our leaders, whether it's our ministers, Uh, the leaders of our departments, our members who are leaders as well, our children who are leaders as well. Everyone brings their own unique gift. And we have seen God use our leaders, our members, everyone in our church to help ignite, experience him in a whole new way, experience God in a different way. Um, We strive for that. Uh, That's a place we love to be in. And we want to encourage people to stop by and experience God the way we experience God, exactly. which is yeah. like no other. It yeah. it will it will be an experience like no other. Let's just say <laughs> I, that. I, yeah. Go no, no, you go I was gonna say our worship team is. You yeah. don't want to miss our right. worship team. Yeah. They're amazing. Yeah. I'm about to say I ain't gonna act like I'm not a product of Ignite. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just wanted y'all to talk about it. Exactly. So you can see one of our products. I, I was our there. Products, right? I was there at the beginning. At the you know what I mean? So. It's, it's, it's a great team. It's a great place to be, um, for sure. And I think what I love about it is, is how practical it is. You yeah. know what I mean? And I think that's key because we talk about a decline in, in church attendance amongst young people. And I think a lot of it is because, you know, church just stopped being real. Yeah. You know, and I yeah. think one of the things even not to keep going over that, I admire about you guys, you keep it real. Yeah. You know, all the stuff we talked about today. And I, I just wish that people were more vulnerable. You know, um, especially with the young people, I feel like that would that would make a whole a world of difference. But, you know, we'll leave that for another day. In closing, if you guys can just, um, you know, just share with young people, whatever God is laying in your heart right now. I want you to speak to the fellas um, and PM. I want you to speak to the ladies in closing. Okay, You want to go first? Or you I'll, to... I'll go first. Okay. I mean, to the ladies, I'll just say that you are amazing in every single way and uh, flaws and all. Just know that God has created you uniquely for a purpose. And it's important for us as women to discover our purpose. Once we discover who God has created us to be and where we need to go, everything else will fall in line. Not that it will be easy. I don't want to give that misconception that it will be easy. But it will fall in line. And God will send helpers of destiny your way. He will guide you through. And he will help you become who he has called you to be. I love women. I love how unique we are. I love what we bring to every table. Sometimes we are the table. Um, And I love how God uses us to fulfill his desire for the kingdom and for the world as a whole. 
So I just want to encourage every woman out there to just be the best version of yourself. Um, get training, uh, spend time with God, spend time in the word and surround yourself with people who are going the same place that you're going. And I can guarantee you that you'll see God transform your life, not overnight, but in time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, to my young fellows out there, mm-hmm. um, I want to speak to your life and say you're a king. You are a king. Don't let anyone, don't trade your crown for nothing else. Mm. No, you're a king. Um, I'm be, being reminded of a story of a, a, a guy in the Bible named David who um, his parents rejected him at some points. His brother rejected him. His wife rejected him. His boss rejected him. And all going through all that, he still sat on that throne as king of Israel. So I want to let you know, young man, I don't know who you are, but I felt led to share that you are a king. Um, life might not be fair to you right now, but God is only preparing you for the season it's taking you into. Mm. So I want to tell you, you know, just develop yourself where you are. Grow your roots. Um, there's fruit that comes from the root being being deep enough. So you're a king. Don't trade your crown. Nothing else. I don't even got to do a close after that. <laughs> That's it. We're going to see y'all next episode. Peace out.